Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers, like our Waffles Just Pancakes ribbed for your pleasure. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. It only takes a few seconds to show someone how you feel about them. Although the police told Heather it was indecent exposure this week. Wow! Wow! And this is why we can't have cameras in the studio. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira. Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Last night, Michelle got drunk and blacked out, but then she realized she'd put her hoodie on backwards. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We are on series two, episode 135. 135 is a self-exposing type of a number with a love of street clothes and flower-based breakfast 
comestibles. 135 is a film cartridge version of a 35mm photographic film. So for the first time on MQTA, oh, points to be had early on everything you wanted to know about photography, but was afraid to ask. <sighs> Quiz. Simple enough. Points to be won. Closest one will gain the lead early on. I just want to know how many cameras are on the moon. Simple enough question, Miss Morris. On the moon? How many cameras are currently on the moon? 35. 35 cameras yep. are currently on the moon. Why not? This is what we're going with. Yes. On the back of the fact that I said 35 millimeter film, not more than a minute ago, you can't think of another number outside of that. It just came to me. <laughs> After I said the number 35, some would say 35. that's auto persuasion. What are you going to go with, Michelle? 10. You have the points. Straight off the bat, it is 12. Well, there are 12 Hasselblad cameras left on the moon by the Apollo moon mission who thought it was advantageous to leave the heavy bulky cameras behind so they could take moon rock back with them. Somewhere there's an alien leaping around, discovering a camera and taking photographs and selfies of itself. Those are expensive cameras. I think the Apollo moon mission could probably afford a couple of cameras. I'm just going to stick my neck out They're and say really expensive. they may have budgeted for that. Yeah. Due to the vacuum of space and a lack of wind, they're probably still usable. I don't know how radiation affects them, but they may still be usable. How many minutes have to pass today, this very second, this very minute, to match the same number of photographs taken in the whole of the 19th century? Uh, so take the whole of the 19th century, yeah. the whole century, all 100 years... How many minutes today have to pass for the same number of photographs to be taken today Ooh. as were taken in the whole of the 19th century? Eight. Eight minutes <laughs> or eight seconds? Hours. Eight hours. You're going with hours. Yeah. Eight hours have to pass today to match the same number of photographs that were taken in the whole of the 19th century. Why not? Why not? Why not, Miss Morris? It's better than 35. <laughs> 35. No. 35. <laughs> I see what you've done there. That's cheeky. Yes. I will say 17. 17. Minutes. Minutes. And Miss Morris went with eight. Hours. Eight hours. It's... <laughs> Michelle, you're on fire. I shall give you the points. Two minutes. Two minutes today will account for every single photograph in number taken in the whole of the 19th century. This is maths. Well, on a very basic level, yes, we're dealing with numbers, yeah. So I guess... But this is math you can guess at. This is guessable math. I'm not requiring you to substitute quadratic equations or give me a Venn diagram. I'm asking for random numbers here. You're just failing in your number that are random. It's all that's happening. Remember, taking photographs of your food is like taking before photographs of your poop. There we are. You always leave this show with more than you arrive with. In astrology, when two planets are 135 degrees apart, they are in an astrological aspect called, and here we go, sesquiquaprat. <laughs> I think you did it wrong. Well, you give me a better version of that. I mean, they don't put any vowels in to help a man out. There's a lot of cues going on. How many words do you know have two cues in them? Sesquicentennial. Nice. Well, yeah. No one likes a smart ass. How about you have minus two? Wow. 
I think it's the same derivative. But there is a special word that I can't pronounce, obviously, if your planets are 135 degrees apart. So for the first time no. on MQ TA Radio, this points to be had straight away here. The first ever, I can't believe that quiz, MQTA planets in the solar system oh very simple again i'm afraid it does involve maths in the fact that i'm asking you for a number miss morris god how many moons does jupiter have simple enough question three three moons jupiter has three moons you're gonna see one in a minute but yeah (laughs) that's quite a large moon isn't it that's uranus i think that's a planet michelle (laughs) more like europa isn't that a continent what are we going to go with? Less or more than three? Twelve. You're going to go with twelve. You are again winning points. You are now back to zero on the back of the fact that I yes. gave you negative numbers. So you are now back onto a duck's egg. You would be surprised to know there are 67 moons. 67. Currently wow. traversing around Jupiter as we speak. Only 53 of them have been named. So we have some opportunities to jump in. Give Heather. them a couple of names. Heather. Heather's moon. Michelle. Michelle's moon. Keith's moon. I don't know how this works. It seems like the lakes in Minnesota. They say it's the land of 10,000 lakes. That's 10,000 lakes they can be bothered to name. There's actually 15,000 lakes and 5,000 of them don't even have a name. They've given up. Aww. There's only so many lakes that you can call Colin Lake, Dave Lake, <laughs> Long Lake, Wet Lake. Leech Lake. Leech Lake. They've given up. They've literally given up in the same way that Jupiter has 67 moons, but only 53 have named. I don't know why they don't put some sort of competition together and name the remaining number. It would seem fairly reasonable, wouldn't it? We could win that. We could work our way through a few Greek gods and throw a few names out there. I don't see why we couldn't have that. Heather's moon. Take a picture of it. I'm going to hurt you. You what, again? <laughs> Emotionally, physically, or psychologically? All of the above. All of the best. Ooh. Well, physical fun is bad, but if you can include psychological pain as well, then that makes it all much better, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Pluto, bigger or smaller than our moon? Miss Morris, there's no numbers involved. You're in with a chance. Smaller. You're going to say it's smaller than our moon? Yeah. Pluto, bigger or larger than the moon, Michelle? Bigger. It is smaller. <gasps> Miss Morris wins nice. her first points of the evening. It's considerably smaller. The surface of Pluto, in terms of area, is about half the size of America. It's not actually a planet anymore, is it? It's like half a planet. Do they not call it It will a dwarf? always be a planet to always. me. Yes. yes. No debate about that. Can we call it mm-hmm. half? Eight and a half planets in our solar system? Is that possible? No. No. I spend at least half of my life thinking about fractions, so that's... Uh, <laughs> I like these jokes. They make me very happy. Municipal District 135 is in Alberta, Canada. So for the first time on MQTA Radio, oh, the I can't believe that. And this is an oxymoron. Fascinating facts about Canada. <laughs> oh, no. They're our fifth biggest listener. We've just I love Canada. Alienated. Too late now. Too late putting it in now. Alberta, which is, as we know now, the municipal district of 135, prepared for the arrival of aliens in 1967 by doing what? They did this in 1967. Alberta, Canada, very forward thinking, very, very progressive. Tinfoil hats. They decided, (laughs) in case 
of an alien arrival, they'd make tin foil hats because as the aliens come down, traversing galaxies with technology beyond our comprehension, the one thing that was going to save humanity in Alberta was a tin foil hat. Yes. You're sticking with that. In 1967, mm-hmm. they prepared for aliens arriving by making tin foil hats. Yep. More of a building project, I would suggest. Oh. A tin foil factory. Wow. <laughs> Once you get an idea in your head, ladies, you can't get rid of it, can you? It's stuck. You can't think outside of that single Building idea. another pyramid for him to land on. Mm. Well, another one. So <laughs> these pyramids in Canada are quite common, are they? They didn't want him to go to Egypt. They wanted him to go to Canada. This is the giant Alberta Canadian pyramid. We'd better build a second one, just in case. Yes. In 1967, Alberta, as we know, is the municipal district of 135, prepared for alien arrival by building a landing pad. You didn't ask me. You said a tinfoil factory. <laughs> or did you miss that part of the show? Oh, a pyramid could have been a pad. <laughs> yes, we could have built a pad out of tinfoil. Points all round. What am I thinking? Yay! Yay! Get You're your very, pen out. Very, I've got my pen out. What's this? Take your tinfoil hat off and give us some points. Getting very feisty, the two of you. When you've had a couple of drinks, you see how mean you get. Unbelievable. Alien head. I can see what you're drinking. It's bright green. <laughs> Your peewee's going to come out glowing. It already does. You'll be out in the snow at the local airfield having a wee up and down the strip so the planes can land in the dark. It's or aliens. On the pyramid. Yeah. Mm, as long as you're in your own handwriting, that's the main thing. Canadian. Canadians. 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 Canadians consume this TV dinner. More than any other nation. Salisbury steak. <laughs> in the world. Famous for coming from... Salisbury. Well spotted, that woman. <laughs> Let's play What's My Food. What about the famous cheddar cheese? Where are we going with that? <laughs> Should we have a stab at Maine Lobster? <laughs> You're going to go... Canada consumes more Salisbury steaks <laughs> than any other country on earth. Yep. Why am I here? Why am I even here? You're sticking with that, are you? Yep. Michelle, help me out in my hour of need. What TV dinner do Canadians consume more than any other country on this planet? Pasta-based meal. I, spaghetti and meatballs. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there were lots of different types of pasta-based meals. It is the good old-fashioned craft mac and cheese. That's not a, a TV, TV dinner. dinner. What would you describe that as then? A box, box dinner. Yeah. A box dinner. Not Sem- a TV dinner. I'm sorry, semantics. Don't play with my vernacular live on it. This is outrageous. What's mac and cheese if it's not a TV dinner? So if we go to the grocery store now and we can leave the studio afterwards. Yes. We'll go to Hy-Vee. Uh-huh. You're telling me in the fast food microwaved section you won't find mac and cheese. Well, maybe. No. Oh, and now you're going back on it. I'm reading these out. You did not get mac and cheese. I even said it was a pasta-based meal. I don't know what more I can do to help you out. Ooh, give correct questions. Wow! <laughs> Points can be removed as well as given. Canada has more of these shops per capita 
than any other country in the world. And I'm going to give you a clue. It's a comestible. Canada has more of these shops than any other country in the world. Cannabis. Cannabis shops. How's that a comestible? Let me eat a brick of cannabis. What's the worst you that can happen? You can do it. You can do. You might miss the next three weeks of your life. <laughs> but w- you'd have fun doing wake it. Wake up with a beard. Yes. Wondering where your life is going at that point. Eating mac and cheese. <laughs> Sitting there with your tinfoil hat on, waiting for the aliens to My arrive. My hockey stick. No stereotype from this show. <laughs> You're going to say that per capita, there's more cannabis shops than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. You're going to go over Holland and Belgium and places like that, are you? Yeah, they're sneaky up there. They are, the sneaky Dutch, with their Dutch ways. Michelle, what are we going to go with? Poutine. It is. That's gravy, isn't it, with cheese and chips? No, it's cheese curds with gravy on. I thought it was French fries. And French fries in there, too. So cheese curds. Oh, you can put French fries in there? French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. That's a heart attack waiting to happen. It's delicious. Mm. It's like playing Russian roulette. You could eat that and be dead within an hour. Gravy, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Says you. Gravy, chips. Curds. Curds in a cup. Yeah. Bucket. They have some strange ways. It's donut shops, would you believe? The Canadians have more donut shops per capita than anywhere else in the world. Being a Canadian is confusing, of course, because you sound like an American, write like a Brit, and throw in just enough French to freak everyone out. There we go. True. We are getting to the favourite part of the show. Yay! It's the mailbag. This is the part of the show where we read out your messages of support, your comments, the things that you like to write on Facebook, your emails. We love reading these out. If you've got any comments for the show, positive comments, we'd like to hear from you. (laughs) If you've got anything negative, then obviously write to my mother. Keep it to yourself. That's right. Bombard my mother. Her name's Jenny Lee. She's on Facebook. (gasps) Russell from Michigan posted. Dear Adrian, it's a very polite start, isn't it? Dear Adrian, I am having trouble understanding the Queen's English. I watch Doctor Who and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and keeping up appearances, but I need to know, is bloody hell a cussing word? It is a cussing word, but it's a very low level. It's probably the lowest level cussing word you could probably say. Compare it to something. Crap. There you go. Low-level cussing words in Britain. Yeah. It's an expletive, but, you know, if you said, oh, bloody hell, you know, you might get a smack off your parents if you said that at the age of five. But after that point onwards, it's cussing, but the lowest, lowest level of cussing. You're not going to get into too much trouble, I would suggest, mm. if you said it in a posh English accent. He's written, P.S. I just found out what a moggy is, so I'm making progress. Do you know, Miss Morris, what a moggy is? Someone who falls in a swamp? M-O-double-G. That's boggy, I suspect. (laughs) You're getting boggy and muddy, muddled up. But nice compound noun. Very impressive. You must have German blood. Uh, Do you know what a moggy is? uh, No. You don't know what a moggy is? Michelle, jump in and tell her what a moggy is. You've lived in Europe. Is it a haircut? It's a haircut. (laughs) I want a moggy. Short of the sides, <laughs> long at the back. It's a cat. A moggy's a cat. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about that. You can't say, oh, yeah, after the event and expect some points. I can't give them away. 
Lace has written, listening on SoundCloud, you're talking about Dairy Queen when I came across one and had to have a dipped cone. <laughs> Yay! Yay, Lace! We're changing the eating habits of a nation. <laughs> I want to thank Heather and Michelle and some guy with an accent. What? <laughs> what? Ooh. That's unfair. That must be Nathan. Tanya. <laughs> I see. Well, some guy with an accent. Yes, he's from Indiana. Yes. Well spotted. Tanya in Australia posted. Good day. Good day from Australia. I'm having That's a stroke. terrible. Yeah, Good day. Struth. Listening whilst baking a three tiered <sighs> cake with buttercream icing. We have a very talented bunch of Yes, people. we do. Hello. To you all, where's our cake? Yeah. Where's that going to appear? Never. Christmas around the corner. I'm not sure I'd want to eat a cake that's travelled all the way from Australia. I have to say that. I would eat it. Would yeah. you? You're brave. I wouldn't eat anything <laughs> any of our listeners sent to us <laughs> in any way, shape or form. I'm hungry. That's stuff I'm sending to my parents as well. Jerry in Michigan. We've got a lot of listeners in Michigan. Wow. Yes, we do. Hi, Jerry. Jerry in Michigan posted... Hoping Michelle is feeling better after the adventure of the soda last oh. week. Oh. Do we want to relive the soda? We have more. Please. We do have more. You it was got called, more of that crap? It yeah. was called swamp soda. It was green. Swamp juice. Swamp juice. It was green. It was yeah. fizzy. Yeah. Not a nice green either. Not like a really nice no. emerald. LG green. Jade yeah. green. It looked like it literally looked like swamp water. You unfortunately have a hair trigger gag reflex and there was lumps in it. There was. And you got a lump. I got the end of the bottle. Yeah, it didn't end Ooh, well for you, did it? She got the dregs. I did. Jerry says he's looking forward to the show now appearing on SoundCloud so he can hear in glorious Technicolor you throwing up. <sighs> in Sorry, HD. Guys. In HD stereo. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like she's in the room. <laughs> Quadraphonic spewing. <laughs> That's bad news. I also want to give a shout out to Martin, our regular listener. Martin! Who's in New York. He's got an online auction site called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. He has some amazing and incredible things. He's got a lot of new stuff posted. So if you've looked in the past, go and have a look again. Mm -hmm. Martin's Online Auction on Facebook. Living Dead Dolls, 80 nope, concerts. they're all gone. He sold them out. Yep. We yep. should be charging him more money. He's got Iron Maiden Posable yeah. Doll. That's awesome. Iron Maiden Posable Doll. Yeah. Not Iron, skeleton. Not Iron Man. Iron Maiden. Iron yes. Maiden. That's Eddie. Yes, it's awesome. That's mm-hmm. Eddie. Go and have a look at Eddie. Everything's on there. The strange, the bizarre, and weird. You've already shown good taste by tuning into the show. Now one click away from surrounding yourself with good taste as well. That's Martin's online auction all of those people posted on our facebook site so if you go to more questions than answers with adrian lee you can see all of tonight's stories all of the cartoons all of the chat all of the jokes my mother chipping in with comments randomly from time to time very strange and bizarre that my mother's having communications with fans of the radio show. She loves you. I love that. 4,000 miles away. Yeah, I'm undecided of whether that's a good thing or not. (laughs) (laughs) At the moment, touch wood, it's still going well. But if you wish to join us on there, we have 6,000 followers. That's more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All the fun, the merriment, the jivality. And if you have any comments to make about the show, we would love to hear from you and we would read them out. We're available on SoundCloud. Several of our listeners there mentioned they were listening to us on SoundCloud. 
whilst they were driving through Dairy Queen and baking cakes. If you go to SoundCloud and search for MQTA, all of our archives are there for the last four years. They're completely free and you can listen to them back to back, walking the dog in the gym. You can do that whilst you're outside gardening. Obviously not in Minnesota because it's frozen solid out there at the moment. But baking cakes like Tanya in Australia, you can listen to the show as well. And if you're listening right now on SoundCloud, why not share that on all your social media sites and tell the whole wide world that you're listening to MQTA Radio and give us a little love heart as well. If you press the little orange love heart, we love seeing how much you enjoy the show. And remember, there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out at 8 o'clock on a Friday because it's too rude more than anything. We have a round that we do when the show's over that we stay in the studio for called Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with innuendo. Innuendo. Filth. Filth. Naughtiness. Naughty. All manner of things that you wouldn't want your mother to hear. Some people say it's their favourite part of the show, but we can't read that out in the hour that we get with Dark Matter Radio. We would get removed more than anything. Yes. And a hefty fine would be waiting for us. But if you go to SoundCloud, all that's on there in an extra 20 to 25 minutes as well. We're on iTunes, Stitcher and Tuning. So you've got absolutely no excuse for not finding us. I will just mention that our good listener, Jeff in Milwaukee, sent me a photograph this week of himself dressed as one of Santa's little helpers. He sent that one was, to me too. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't, loved it. I didn't know whether it was cute or scary. I don't know. I sent him a picture of Will Ferrell as Elf back. <laughs> he said one of his children actually threw up in their mouth a little bit at one point. So I don't know whether that's cute, scary, odd. I thought it was fabulous. I did too. I'm hoping that's Perfect. part of his job rather than a hobby. You know, walking around he the streets. He wears it around. <laughs> the he walks around hardware. Milwaukee. <laughs> Dressed as one of Santa's little helpers, Santa kids, come with me. I've got some presents for Home you. Home Depot. Yeah. Nice. But we appreciate that as well. It made me smile. I still can't. I'm still on the fence whether that's cute <laughs> or just scary. It I'm, was cute. Yeah. It was, oh, we're going with cute, apparently, Jeff. We've, you've, I've been outvoted on that. You can join us first at 8 p.m. Central Time on Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We currently have 95,000 followers on there. Don't forget my latest book would make a fabulous stocking stuffer if you're looking to do your Christmas shopping early. That's Mysterious Minnesota. Digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted site it's only been out a couple of weeks it's selling very well and i've had some amazing reviews so if you get a chance to grab mysterious minnesota that would be a great stocking stuffer for you this show's free it'll always be free we have free archives everything we do is for the love of mqta but we do have studio costs we have to pay for paper we have to pay for all of our platforms in which you can access the show like soundcloud for example so if you wish to donate a single dollar you can go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and we would very much appreciate that. Seems like a long way off, but this will be our Thanksgiving episode, because we won't be doing it until Friday next week. Does that what? make sense? This is our Thanksgiving it is. episode. You can see Miss Morris's brains <laughs> currently giving us some strange... Thanksgiving's on Thursday. That's right, and the next show is Friday. 
So this is our Thanksgiving show, which mm. I'm led to believe. I've been here a few years now. Thanksgiving literally is how many different shades of beige and brown food can you get on one plate? It's pretty much where we are. You no say other that colour. every year. And every year it's funny. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's remarkable. I've never eaten a plate of brown food before. Normally there's some colour involved, but the stuffing, the turkey, the potatoes, the yams, everything's brown. There's no colour in sight, is there? I pray for a carrot. I do. <laughs> Top of my wish list, a sprig of broccoli. Where are going to get a stuffing? I Ooh. wonder if this year anyone will come up to me and say, do you celebrate Thanksgiving in Britain? That normally happens. Ruby, yes, they always do. We're thin on Native Americans in Britain. I will say that. We are thin on them. Pocahontas, of course, is buried in the Thames estuary. That's a very sad story if you want to look that up. Very I love her. Don't bring it up. No. You don't want sadness. No. Poor Captain Smith. There. Poor Pocahontas. I'm not to bring up Pocahontas. No. No. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, apparently. Talking of too soon, I've now seen three episodes of this season, which I believe is season five. Yes. The Curse of Oak Island. Oh, God. I can't let it go. It's like crystal meth. I can't. <laughs> Honest to God. Once you start, you're in. You're committed. There's like support Forged groups. Fire. There are. Once you put your toe in the water, you're committed. That's it. They could do another 10 series and I'll be in my 80s smelling of mothballs and urination and I'll be listening and watching The Curse of Oak Island and they'll all be sat there. <laughs> With their walking frames, discussing how they found an ever-effing button and some coconut fibre. <laughs> I've dedicated, I've dedicated three, three hours this month to the first three episodes, and they found a spike. Yes, <laughs> three hours. They found a spike. I'm going to kill myself. It's the only With way the out of the cycle. <laughs> I think that was in the Bible. Didn't someone get hammered through the brains with a tent peg at some mm. point? Or am I just imagining that? Can we do the... Um... The Old Testament is very violent. What oh, would you terrible. like to do? Who would you like to kill with a tent peg? Where mm, are we going, Michelle? It's a long list. You want the drinking game, don't you? Yeah. You want the Oak Please. Island. We did this last series, didn't we? It was we? so we much fun. We watched the uh, episode live. We had our viewers on Facebook watching live. Every time the narrator gave a rhetorical question... Everyone had a drink. I don't think anyone remembers the second half of the show. <laughs> no. They never made it past 10 minutes. Could this be the coconut fiber they found on the beach from series one? Of course it is. They're digging in the same place. <laughs> I just love that because so uh, our fans are so clever. I just love the stuff they come up with. We need to do that. I loved it. That's on a Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. This Tuesday, we'll go on <gasps> Facebook We'll watch it live. We'll all log in. We'll all log in. Yes. And we'll sit there and discuss it. And every time he says, does this coin mean that the Spanish were here in the 16th century? Everyone's having a swig at that point. And post what you're drinking. Yes. Take photographs of what you're drinking. Oh, I would love it. Ten minutes in, we may need those photographs as some sort of crime <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's driving me insane. Three hours so far I've spent watching this. They found a spike. And you can't stop, which I is the best. I can't. You're committed. The only series I've pulled out of halfway through <laughs> was Lost. I'm sorry, Michelle. You're right. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Lost. Do you remember that? The plane I, crash. I never got into and it. And they woke up and it was all a dream. 
It's true enough. Drives me insane. Now, talking of adventure, <gasps> talking of intrigue, I know how much we love to eat and drink strange and bizarre things on this show. It's been brought to my attention. Adrian. And don't let it be said I don't listen to public opinion. Here I have, in my hands, oh, the okay. mystery, limited edition, the mystery limited edition, Oreo. Yay. The Oreo, of course, famous for having alchemy and Masonic symbols plastered all over it. So already we're entering what? into Satan's world here. Ooh, give me one. Hang on. <laughs> Miss Morris, have you had any dinner? I'm trying to help you. Have you had any dinner? Give me two. Hang on. Listen to the sexy way I unwrap the mystery mm. Oreo cookies. Listen. How's that listening? I was background noise. Do you want me to rip it off fast <laughs> or do it slowly? Take it off fast like a band-aid. Oh! <laughs> Let's do that now again. Now slow. Do it slow. Hang on. Michelle's bending over <laughs> in her tight leggings. Oh, I see a full moon rising. Did you know that Jupiter has 67 moons? We now. now have. If we get this flavor right on air, we're all going to chip in and suggest this. It's all got a bit stuck together. Let me read the front again. <laughs> the Oreos? The Oreos. It says... <laughs> Guess the flavour for a chance to win $50,000. Mine. $50,000 is riding Miss Morris on whether you can identify this flavour. I can do it. It's coming your way. Give it to me. I can do it. There we go, Michelle. Let me roll one in your direction. Oh, thank you. There, you can have a couple to be getting on with because you look like you need feeding up. Who's going to jump in? I'm sniffing it. It smells like <laughs> toilet duck. The mystery flavour is pine soul. That's going to leave you blowing bubbles for a week. We're going to jump straight in here. Let's have a go. I don't really like Oreos. It's a bit late now. <laughs> What's the mystery flavour? Starfruit. It has a very piney... It smells like the car freshness you get in the shape of pine trees. It's lemon anise. It is. Lemon what? Lemon anus. Lemon anus. Lemon anus. <laughs> yes. Wow. Write that down. Lemon anus. And how are we spelling lemon anus? The way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Phonetically. <laughs> Honestly, you don't throw me a bone, do you? It has and a... it's got a bad aftertaste. You know, it tastes like Fruit Loops. It's got the aftertaste. It does taste like Fruit Loops. Of a fish tank it does heather fruit it's loops. fruit loops fruit loops write it down fruit loops $50,000 $50, and then we're off to the Caribbean it is it's fruit loops fruit I'm writing loops. it down Oreos that taste of fruit loops you can play along at home if you grab yourself some limited edition $50,000 mystery Oreos I still maintain that that tastes like some sort of toilet cleaner terrible <laughs> fruit loops Ter but fruit yeah. loops well we're going to go with that Michelle's on two I am yet to score. Heather is currently... How did you get into the lead on four? How's that happen? I don't remember you answering anything correctly. Do you remember when you were looking that way? Uh-huh. Cheating <laughs> is taking place. This is the only paranormal news quiz show any in the world, so we do actually need to do some paranormal news at some point. <laughs> we're not the ones talking. This is Ghosts and Hauntings. Heather's on minus two. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, <laughs> Mum captured an eerie photo of what appears to be a grim reaper and a raven waiting in the corridor of her dad's hospice. 
just hours before he died. Well, that's convenient. Did the Grim Reaper have animals with him? When did that happen? Was that like bring a pet to work day? When did the Grim Reaper have like... That's a great idea. Carry-on based... What's he got? He had a carry-on? I didn't know he was flying. He's floaty. Yeah, he wants air miles. <laughs> By the way, Michelle, it's no good doing actions. We're on the radio. Forget. Bring a pet to work. Imagine the Grim Reaper bringing a pet to work day. This is Mr. Bubbles. He is a long-haired Persian. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't chew your food properly. <laughs> it's like, he's collecting a guy at a restaurant. <laughs> no one knew the Heimlich maneuver. He's there with Mr. Bubbles collecting on your life. That could be embarrassing, couldn't it? Bring a pet to work day if you're the Grim Reaper. He likes to relax at home with a fluffy white Persian called Mr. Bubbles. Sharon Cole was with her dad. On his, is there sugar in those Oreos? A lot. I like it a lot. Sharon Cole was with her dad on his deathbed at a hospice near Doncaster, Yorkshire, shortly before he died. She took the pictures in 2013 but has decided to share them to give comfort to others who have lost loved ones. Yes. And now you get $200 from the Daily Mirror for your pictures as Wait well. Wait a second. To give comfort, because comfort. that's what everyone wants to see is the Grim Reaper and a friggin' raven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comforted. Mum of six, Sharon, <laughs> was originally scared. But over the years has come to see the man and bird as gatekeepers waiting to help her dad, Roy Crank, after he died, the oh, 43-year-old who now lives in Chippenham, Wiltshire, said, These pictures are very personal to me and have provided a lot of comfort to me since losing my dad. Apparently, crows and ravens are supposed to be a sign of death. I believe that. But there were no crows in there. It was a hospice. I want one as a pet. There was nothing there apart from the wheelchair. I don't think you're allowed to own them in Minnesota. If you shouldn't. Lived, if we lived in Wisconsin, I think you can own a crow. I'm moving. In there'd need to be more reasons than that to go to Wisconsin. I have to say, I cheese, like cheese. Oh uh, well, fireworks. <laughs> You're a fan of the Packers? No. No. <laughs> God, it was going so well for Wisconsin. Jeff could show you around. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but he lives in Milwaukee, which is in Illinois. Oh please. I was looking after my dad in the hospice. And it was odd because he kept pointing outside. He couldn't speak properly towards the end, so couldn't explain what he was pointing at. But he was terrified. I thought it was his medication. Uh -huh. I had just nipped to the loo, but it was then that I saw the figure. <laughs> in the toilet? The, you know you've had a bad Mexican if the Grim Reaper appears in your bathroom. I know I shouldn't have eaten that. You've come for me. It was the burrito, wasn't it? You can tell me. I mean, I understand the time is near. Was it the burrito or was it the the so, fajita side? So he nipped to the loo instead of skipped to the loo, my darling? <laughs> I don't think there was a rush on. I think she <laughs> perangially just kind of made her way there casually. I don't think she was skipping. That's a song. I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I saw the Grim Reaper with the raven as I was about to enter the bathroom. It shook me up a bit, to be honest. Well, she was about to enter the bathroom? And she, like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you go first. I mean, obviously, your need is greater than mine. She said, however, I couldn't see the bird then. But when I went back into the room, my dad had passed away. She'd missed his death rattle by visiting the bathroom with the Grim Reaper and the Raven. 
I see the bird, or I give it the bird. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself two points. Miss Morris, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now take a drink because Miss Morris is calling bunk. bunk. But the photographs are available on our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Rumors surrounding a poor ghost killing four men in Nongkong Sea District. I'm Thailand. Where? None can see. None can see. None can see. We should turn the light on. You know what's happening now, don't you? We're going to get some sort of Hong Kong accent going on. I hope so. I pray. Well, it's actually in Thailand's Kalasin province, have resulted in public health officials being dispatched to the reason, the reason, the reason being, the reason being, <laughs> why don't you focus on your English rather than your Thailand? That would be a start, <laughs> why, it? Rather than my Thailandish. Rather than your Thailandish. <laughs> Rosetta Stone, Thailandish, lesson one. Thailander. We have your wife. <laughs> Callison's chief public health officer dr prawit shribunrat oh you're doing well tree bum rat yes <laughs> that, that'd, be, that'd be one of them dead bum tree rats you see there boy i hate them bum tree rats honestly i was in my treehouse minding my own business <laughs> worst thing that could have happened well they dispatched the officials, including a doctor and psychologist, in an attempt to quell the unrest among the frightened villagers. Residents in several villages of Tamban Nong Song. You're making words <laughs> up! <laughs> Tom, give us a song! <laughs> well, they had already hired a hermit to perform a ritual to drive away the ghost, which they believed ate the internal organs of the afflicted men. So, a ghost has eaten. <laughs> the in- Thank you for doing the mime of eating. I wondered what eating would be like. They've hired a hermit. Surely your internal organs are going to be soft rather than crunchy. How can I get that job? What, eating internal organs? No, the hermit. <laughs> the hermit. <laughs> I'm sure his dad was a hermit and his granddad was oh, a hermit and it's the I sort see. of thing you pass on. You, All this cave will be yours one day. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a hermit junior. <laughs> Lo- nice. Local tradition holds that the poor ghost is an often female spirit that slowly devours the internal organs of its victims until they die. I'm sure your liver's been marinated. I'm sure it'd get a juicy snack there, yeah. Mm. Flambe that, juice that up. The ritual appeared to calm the villagers, and most returned with smiles on their faces, according to Prasit Singhamit. <laughs> Who? The head of the Moo 3 village. <laughs> I prefer Moo 1 and Moo 2. I never got the hang of Moo 3. You're making, have you had a bet with someone just to see what random words you can throw in? Not really. But Dr. Pirate, (laughs) (laughs) Songcram, (laughs) Pirate, Songcram, making it up. Was he in (laughs) Pizzas? Well, he 
He is a preventive medicine specialist that said that the officials would continue to examine the scientific causes of the deaths while psychologists interviewed the four men's families. At the disappointment, we, uh, we have found that uh, one of four men, Mr. Bond, they die, they die of leptospirosis. Le- le- <laughs> Leprosy. That's somebody who collects butterflies. <laughs> and another blood pressure <laughs> blood problem. P- oh, blood pressure problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what the pirate said. He died of a blood pressure problem. Not just him. The, 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 no, one of four men died of leptoproprosis. Leptoproprosis. Yes. Really. And um, then the that? others died of blood pressure. Blood pressure. Blood pressure. Yes. So health checks will be provided to all the village residents, while health officials target the houses of the four deceased men to check on the health of their family members. Team members have been instructed by the pirate to avoid saying anything that might ridicule or belittle the villagers' beliefs. A widow in the village had been accused of being a ghost, said... Surely if you just touched her, that would put that to bed. (laughs) Said Dr... Touch the old woman. (laughs) Dr. Natacorn... (laughs) Jumpathon. Natacorn (laughs) Jumpathon. No, jump a thong. <laughs> Head of the concane. Oh, crap. <laughs> Let's call it good and move on, shall we? I've got a show in here. <laughs> Rajan Garindra. Can you understand why it's important you don't drink before the show? Can you understand that? <laughs> Who emphasized that authorities need to provide help to improve the villagers' quality of life? So, just to recap, for, for the life of me, I don't know what's going on. Michelle's doing the timeout. Just to recap, we started in Hong Kong. We went to Thailand. Four men have died. They've had their internal. We were never in Hong Kong. They had their internal organs eaten <laughs> yeah. by a female ghost. Pirate. A hermit crab came along. <laughs> then there was a pirate who said one of them died of leprosy and the other three had high blood pressure. A woman in the town had to be touched because they thought she was a ghost. <laughs> yes, and the doctor not a, not a corn jumpathon came along. <laughs> so. Well, glaringly obvious, really. I shall give you two points. If you wish to read that story, for the life of me, I have no idea why Heather couldn't. You're more than welcome to try your hand at that if you go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian. It's a strange old world, isn't it, is what I would suggest. I have a story here in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. One of President Donald Trump's judicial nominees is a ghost hunter who has written several novellas about paranormal activities. The appointment of Brett Talley, 36, for a lifetime post as an Alabama federal judge is raising eyebrows because he has never tried a case. So more qualified than most then. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. It also emerged he failed to disclose on a conflict of interest questionnaire that his wife is a White House lawyer. But we're not interested in those things. Who cares? Who cares? We're apolitical. But he did divulge his Tuscaloosa Paranormal Research Group membership. 
Mr. Talley was approved last week by the Senate Committee on a party-line vote, and he is likely to be confirmed by the full chamber soon. In a questionnaire form submitted to the Senate Judicial Committee, Mr. Talley revealed in his 2009 affiliation with the Phantom Chasers. The Tuscaloosa Paranormal Research Group researches for the truth of the paranormal existence. In addition to helping those who may be living with paranormal activity that can be disruptive and or traumatic, according to their website. The group promises a strictly scientific approach to determine the extent of the paranormal activity and offers its services for free. If science says ghosts don't exist, how are they taking a strictly scientific approach? Just throwing that out there. There are more questions than answers. David Higdon, the group's founder and later co-author of Haunted Tuscaloosa with Mr. Tally, said he could not recall any specific cases that they may have worked together on. Mainly, we may go into a house between maybe seven at night and six in the morning and stay up all night long and see if we can see what's going on, he explained. If we go into a private house, we mainly try and debunk what's going on paranormal sludge or he'll make a great judge you decide (laughs) go to our facebook site more questions and answers where you will see the story in full i will nudge myself up to a resplendent four points michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings patrick mcnamara was having a tour around england's rose in oxfordshire when he claims to have picked up the voice of princess diana while looking at a painting of her. The painting, which shows the royal on a yacht in the Mediterranean, was a gift from former Herod's and Fulham football club owner, Mohammed El-Fayed. Ghost Circle claimed they picked up the royal's voice on footage filmed as Mr. McNamara was next to the painting. The group, which publishes ghost stories on YouTube, said you can hear a lady's voice say, I'm there and see her. So they've got a painting of Princess Diana on the wall of their pub, a pub that she's never been to. She's never been to the town before. She has no idea who the people are that own the pub or reside there. Until recently, it was called, um, it was not called England Rose. It was called The Feathers. The Feathers. So why would Princess Diana, when she's got the whole of Kensington Palace, Buckingham Palace. The Spencer Estate. The Spencer Estate is hanging out in a pub that she's never been to before in a rough part of town because there's a picture of her on the wall. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why would she do that? I don't understand why she would be haunting this pub. It makes no sense to me. Throw some more light on it, Michelle. That's it. That's it. That's all you've got, <laughs> is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's all we've got. That brings to an end the round, that is. I just thought there'd be more. No, there's no, not. There's no more. That's it. That's all you're getting. Yep. Done. I'm quite pleased in many respects. Me too. You didn't deserve any more, no. did it? Who cares? That Who brings cares? to the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle's on four. I am on four, but in the runaway lead is Heather on six. But there's still all to play for. As we go into the round, that is UFOs. And cryptozoology, it's green men. And very hairy beasties. What have you got for me, Heather? 
Oh, a couple of Idaho <laughs> nerds who needed a larger coop for their growing flock of chickens. Yes. Built, can you have a flock of chickens? I guess you can. Built an elaborate structure in the shape of a flying saucer. Space chickens. Space chickens. I like it. Wasn't yes. that on the Muppets? Lost in space. Wasn't there chickens? With everywhere? pigs. Space oh, pigs. But they had chickens running around, I thought. Maybe. I my oh, maybe Gonzo had some chickens running around. Gonzo! Oh, I knew you were going to do that. The Boise couple said they recently expanded their small flock of chickens and knew they needed a larger coop than the one they had, so they decided to design something special. Hmm. Hmm. When we expanded our flock oh, this summer, love of we knew a larger coop would be necessary. Where's this, France? As, <laughs> as an artistic couple, Can I knew. Tell? Autistic. I knew autistic couple. It, it couldn't be just any coop, as UFO nerds. <laughs> We had the perfect plan, the couple wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible that their writing comes out with an accent, isn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway, a video recorded by the residents shows the chickens lining up in single file to board their starship, which features tiny little windows and blinking lights to take them into outer space. Space chickens. Space Chicken! In, in, in. I can see the episode now. <laughs> England's space program. Chickens in space. Not dealing with the top brass. <laughs> Good times. I shall give you two points. You Yay! are now yes. up to a very Point. rounded, large, symmetrical, harmonious eight. As we move into the Ooh. round, it is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world. That are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. A Florida man <laughs> who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder is fighting to keep his emotional support squirrel, which he rescued from Hurricane Matthew last year. Aww. Ryan Boyland, who lives in Clearwater Beach, received a notice last month telling him to get rid of Brutus, his pet squirrel, oh, I want one. which is considered an exotic animal and is banned, or he faces eviction. Managers oh. at Island Walk Condominiums found out about the unregistered rodent in April when the animal was chased up a tree by a dog. They say the squirrel is a liability if something happens involving the animal, like an armed robbery. <laughs> Boyland who rescued Brutus after the storm rocked Florida in October 2016, said he quickly became attached to the squirrel. The PTSD sufferer claims he needs the squirrel for emotional and mental health support following his diagnosis after a car accident, which left him with several herniated discs in his lower back. But according to the complaint filed by the Condo Association, Boylan never notified the property managers in writing that Brutus was an emotional support animal until the summer. Squirrels, an exotic animal. Where have I been? What kind of... When did you last go to the circus and there was a guy with a chair and a whip trying to tame a squirrel? Wild squirrels coming at you. Unbelievable. He's not causing anyone any harm, is he? No. What if you owned a rat? Would that be acceptable? I guess so. I 
shave his shave the squirrel's tail. Do you know how difficult it would be to shave a squirrel? They're not going to sit still. What? <laughs> shave the squirrel. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> It's only my pet, or we're off to the vet. <laughs> you decide. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? Stovetop is celebrating Thanksgiving. Since it's our Thanksgiving episode. It Woo-hoo! is. Happy Who Thanksgiving. Knew? Happy Thanksgiving. With an unusual product. Mm. You can maybe get it for Christmas, We too. always love unusual products. You've had all of my birthday and Christmas gifts sorted out for me on this show based on what you've read out before. I know, but the Dollar Tree clothes, remember? Yeah. Yes, that We're was stuck. a sad day for me. <laughs> Presents dried up at that point, didn't it, when the Dollar Tree closed? Well, this year, Stovetop is celebrating Thanksgiving with an unusual product. Expanding pants featuring a design inspired by the brand Stuffing. I don't need expanding pants. (laughs) But I need stuffing. (laughs) (laughs) We all heard that, didn't we, ladies and gentlemen? And that's why it's called Thanksgiving. (laughs) The company... (laughs) Hurry up! We've only got two minutes! Hurry up! (laughs) The company owned by Kraft Heinz released a tongue-in-cheek ad for its very real Thanksgiving dinner pants. Oh, I see what's going on there. You've bloated yourself. You need another couple of inches. I have got it. Which bear the image of stuffing in their elastic waistband. Fabulous. I'd love it. Hang on. I need my elasticated pants. What's the stuffing? As I sit down to a plate of beige. That's terrible. I'm going to turn up in those that's almost, that's almost like maternity wear. You can't come to our Thanksgiving unless you got those pants on. It's a boy. And a girl. And a girl. <laughs> the pockets of the pants are also lined with stuffing pockets. <laughs> pockets. Well, Hot you can pocket. You can get these pants for nineteen ninety eight. And they are designed to stretch up to twice their normal size <laughs> to accommodate those Thanksgiving overeaters. I think I need boxer shorts like that. Oh. <laughs> Really? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get rid of some of them dicks burning in boxer shorts there, Bob. Out the back. <laughs> wow. I got nothing. <laughs> I can see that. The parody infomercial advertising the pan says the stretching waistband is based on the same technology used in astronauts' underpants. I knew you were going to say space. I want Gossard Wonder Pants. Mm-hmm. They push everything forward, apparently. We now enter the part of the show that we call Not For Your Mother. These are the stories from around the world that we can't read out on air for fear of getting a hefty fine. Or being removed. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's young minors in the room, they need to be removed. These are the stories later within you, Endo. 
Innuendos. Filth. Mm, filthy. Naughtiness. Dirty. This also means that you've now found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for being tech savvy. Why not press the little orange love heart and tell us how much you love the show? Why not share on your social media that you're currently listening to more questions than answers? Or if you access us on other platforms, please rate us if you can. Yes. As far or give us a review would be awesome. Yes, we have very few reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, right. TuneIn. Lots of people are pressing the orange love heart on SoundCloud. No reviews. No reviews. But you can write us nice reviews as well. We would appreciate that. A man claimed that masturbating cleared his sinuses and doctors said he was right. You wouldn't want to be in the waiting room, though, would you? <laughs> Gross. Skyler, a husband from Arizona, said that when he couldn't fall asleep due to his stuffy nose, he decided to take matters into his own hands. Uh, no. Nuh-uh. Wow. That's not right. If his nose... <laughs> if his nose was blocked, he certainly had a lot stored up, didn't he? Which nose... Both noses. <laughs> he appeared on the show The Doctors, where the professionals broke down the science behind his X-rated trick. They explained uh. that during an orgasm, the muscles contract around the body, including inside the nose, which can temporarily relieve sinus pressure for both men and women. Really? So the next time I have a congestion up there... <laughs> yes. I down just, there? You need to take things down where your congestion... Yes, apparently you need to rub some Vicks into it. No, we were told not to do that. Do that last Remember? week, that's right. What kind of show am I running where last week we was told not to rub Vicks into your lower portions? Yes. An awesome one. An yeah. awesome one. <laughs> the best one. Yes, Miss Morris, if you have a bit of congestion, a bit of guitar, a little bit of the sniffles. How do you get rid of headaches? I think we're going down the same path. Are we really? Yes, because your capillaries will contract at that point as well. Really? I know. That's how pain medicine works. It stops your capillaries from expanding. <laughs> what? So somebody kicks you and said, do you want me to take away that pain? <laughs> I'll give you some other pain to think about. This is true. Research has shown orgasms can also help the immune system. Insomnia, stress, pain, and overall will help us live longer. <laughs> My granddad lived to 93. Urologist, Dr. Aaron Spitz. No. No. <laughs> it's the God's honest truth. Spitz and Swallows. His name is Dr. Spitz. No. No. <laughs> you can see it there. Look. There. I'm proving it to you. <laughs> there. Explained that during an orgasm, the muscles contract around the body, including inside the nose. Do it more nasally. Mm. Like you're congested. <laughs> like I'm blocked. <laughs> urologist, Dr. Aaron Spitz. <laughs> the train from Platform 3 will be leaving shortly in five minutes, calling at all stations, including <laughs> Sidcup, Pinner, Ricelip, West Ricelip, and Dolly's Hill. <laughs> Explain that during an orgasm, the muscles contract around the body, which can temporarily relieve sinus pressure. Skylar told the doctors that he'd been suffering from nighttime allergies, but after self-pleasuring, his stuffy nose would just go away and he'd be able to finally fall asleep. Oh. Hmm. He suffers from chronic sinus infections, which may 
or may not cause pain, but usually involve nasal obstruction, congestion and post-nasal discharge. Now I have a list. We are in list form. We have bullet points. God. The title says, how does an orgasm clear your sinuses? Urologist Dr. Spitz says... Go, Spitz. Go. Scientifically speaking, when a man reaches his climax, there's a sudden form of adrenaline that's making his penis exert semen. The same reaction also makes muscles all over his body squeeze, including the tiny little muscles that line the blood vessels of the nose. This makes those blood vessels close up and stop seeping out the snot. Ah. I think that's a technical term. As that happens, the nasal passage opens, clearing congestion and all blockages. The relief will not last forever, but it is probable that it would last long enough for someone to fall asleep. Urologist Dr. Aaron Spitz, an author of the book, The Penis Book. Michelle's <laughs> waiting for the hardback. <laughs> That's going in her stocking. <laughs> and she never got past the first chapter. When a man reaches his climax, there's a sudden form of adrenaline. That relief won't last forever, but for Skylar, it's enough to fall asleep, which may be due to another effect of orgasms. Always find that a good hard blow is the best way to deal with a blocked nose. Yes, I did. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight uh, uh, in the round? Mm. Not for your mother. You were warned, weren't you? I we, was. We warned everybody before we started. Absolutely. We Multiple times. And if you wish to see that story. <laughs> My nose is really clear. You've been spoiled. Nice. <laughs> You're glowing. Nice, deep, deep, big breath. <laughs> nice dip. <laughs> nice dip. I'd like a dip comb, please. Yeah. Dairy Queen. Oh, hairy Queen. <laughs> I see a hairy man walking away. What have you got for me, Michelle? Well, let's go to Egypt. Yay! An Egyptian bridegroom has been seriously injured after he was hit by shotgun pellets fired by a guest celebrating his wedding. Was he in oh. denial? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, you didn't. He Again. did. Okay. The groom suffered serious injuries to his testicles. Genitally. He shot himself in the testicles. Someone else did. Someone else shot him. Well, you're having a great wedding at mm -hmm. that point. That's going to ruin his wedding night. So the testicle, the thigh, and his hand are being treated in hospital. Osman Al-Asid, 28, was enjoying his last night. Hold on. Wait a second. Okay. Guest fired a bullet. A shotgun. At his wedding. At groom. Well, I think he meant to shoot it in the air, but I bet he had had a few... Uh... Oh, it was premature shot elation. <laughs> premature <laughs> shot elation. <laughs> yes. I didn't know you were yes. a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Spitz. <laughs> Does this look swollen to you? Does this look infected? So, it hit his thigh. Yep. It hit his genitalia. Yes. He had his hand in his pocket. Yeah, that's right. And it hit and his, his hand. hand. Mm -hmm. He had his hand. <laughs> no, he, he went, stop. <laughs> I think he either had his hand in his pocket. Uh-huh. Or he was counting his loose Sneezy. change. He had a sinus. He had to blow his yes. nose. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, God. 
Osman El Asid, 28, was enjoying his last night being single. <laughs> yes, he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the weapon was accidentally fired at him rather than into the air. Police say the gun was negligently fired by a 26-year-old man. They say he fled soon after the incident, but was later arrested and is now being questioned. Was it a shotgun wedding? (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. I love this show. I just thought I'd share that with you. I don't think I've mentioned it before. I love this show. Reports of the incident have provoked a strong reaction on social media, with many calling for the tradition of firing gunshots in public celebrations to be banned. I think it's banned in Minnesota. You're not allowed to discharge a fire, <laughs> fire weapon. A testicle at your wedding. You're not allowed to fire a testicle on your wedding. I'd do whatever I want. <laughs> wow. wow. You heard it. I, I did. did. If you did this while expressing your happiness, what would you have done if you were angry or upset? Happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness. Happiness. Happiness, one Twitter user asked. Oh. Unbelievable. I feel sorry for the bride. You don't expect, do you, that on your wedding night you're going to be in ER holding his testicle? She mm. probably couldn't hold it yet. Well, I'm sure she's got one in her hand and he's the other one's being sewn back up. <laughs> The <laughs> Number Wang. Miss mm. Morris. Yeah. You have mm. The very last story of the round of Not so For Your excited. Mother on episode. I love that face. 130. It's going to be good. It's a cheeky it's face. Gonna be awesome. so it's a face mm-hmm. of cheekiness. Mm-hmm. We're all about helping people. Yes, of course we are. Our philanthropy yes. knows no bounds None. in the studio. We've no. had lots of doctors on tonight's show, have we not? Yep. Doctors and pirates. Jumpathong and. Whatever spits. the other spits and Dr. Spitz and Dr. And, Pirate. Mm, <laughs> lots of doctors. Got more doctors. Good. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's not a crime to want to take care of your lady beats. With Vicks? No, oh. not with Vicks. Pine soul. No. But ladies. <laughs> Toilet duck. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> it's quite well designed to be honest. Mm-hmm. Toilet duck. Could I work. just realised that. Yes. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that toilet duck's the perfect design. <laughs> but ladies, late. <laughs> no, God, I will throw this little head at you. Oh my God. I want that. Don't throw it at Adrian. That's our trophy, Heather. It is very odd that you've been drinking alcohol out of a green skull all night. That's very strange. Green alien alien skull. And you complained when I made you drink swamp water last week. (laughs) That doesn't have bits in it. (laughs) Yes. Well, but ladies. Ladies. Using a cucumber to cleanse your vajayjay is not the way to go. No. No, no. Don't use the cuke. No. No, you Mm -mm. want an eggplant. Oh. (laughs) You want the refreshing taste of eggplant. Parmesan. Well, bloggers, vloggers, and a number of alternative health therapists are encouraging women to cleanse their lady garden with the salad staple, but only after peeling it. A thinly Failed to safety. What? What was that? Why can't? What happened to soap and water? What happened to those days? What happened to soap and water? No, you got to peel a cuke and. (sighs) 
You've got to peel a cucumber now, have you, apparently. Yes. Seems like a lot of work. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> this salad hey, tastes Han, terrible. Han, have you peeled my cucumber yet? You never give me a minute's peace. I'm still working on the eggplant. I like the way you do twisty. Peel your own cucumber. <laughs> When did I become your slave? <laughs> I don't even like cucumber. It repeats on me. It gives me burps. Yeah. This is zucchini. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's not a good thing to think about if you eat it this way and you belt the well. We've mm. had that before. And it was Egyptian. You did that in before? ancient Egypt. What? They said in ancient Egypt they could tell what a woman had wrong with her if they put oh, bits yeah. in her lady parts and the doctor the next Here. day smell her breath. It gets it gets better. Good. The odd trend dubbed the vaginal or the vagina facial. I know, right? Apparently involves inserting... I want a vagina facial. It has a face? Can you get rid of these blackheads for me? I've got some blackheads on my nose. If you can get rid of them, Michelle, that'd be great. Oh. I'll clear up your eyes. Oh. <laughs> Once again, this is why we can't have cameras in the studio. <laughs> well, anyway, apparently it involves inserting a cold cucumber into your vagina. What before, could be better? Before twisting it. <laughs> two. Two, cu- ha, ha, two cucumbers. Ha, ha. Well, you have to insert the cold cuke yeah. into your vagina uh-huh. and twist it for 20 minutes. 20 minutes? <laughs> Who's got that kind of time? Like you're going to last that long. Why don't you just stick it on a record player? <laughs> Look at Grandma crouching over the gramophone. Put it on a drill. (laughs) I see a lot of ER visits in the future. Kill someone. Uh, Well, (laughs) some even suggest sleeping with it. You know where. And others say you should leave it in until it's completely warmed through. Like a little (laughs) microwave. Hang on. I've got a hot pocket. <laughs> I like that warm cuke salad. There's many a thing. I, I warm up stuff in the microwave to put round me neck that keeps my neck warm. It's got beans in it. And cucumber. I don't okay. like, honestly, I don't like cucumber. It's a terrible fruit. Is it a fruit? It must be. It grows up. It's a veggie. Brown. You think it's a vegetable. So? I think it's a veggie. Well, they claim the, well, wait a second. Oh, God. <laughs> the sentence just answered it. They claim the fruits. <gasps> <I've heard> <laughs> <laughs> Champagne all round. Champagne. <laughs> Let's play what's my vegetable. I'm mm. winning. Or fruit. Number one. Uh,. <laughs> Well, anyway, they claim the vitamin content helps sanitize and maintain a pleasant odor down there and can even ward off sexually transmitted infections. I find that hard to believe. But you can't have sex because there's a cucumber in there. After they made love, she took out a cucumber. (laughs) I thought there was something in the way. Oh, and then they made a salad. But any doctor worth their credentials will tell you 
that this is all wrong. The fact is, vaginas are self-cleaning. Cleanly. Cleaning. I was going to say cleansing, (laughs) and then it was cleaning, and then I just kind of mashed them up. But they don't need any extra help to keep them fresh. Not even soap, they say. So don't cram soap up there either. Alkaline. And using a cucumber as a form of natural douche could actually leave you at a greater risk for of infections like gonorrhea and even HIV. And green fly. By uh, what? I had green fly all over my cucumbers. Wow, and picnic bugs. Nice. Ants. <laughs> See, that's just the beginning of your problems. Can you imagine going on a date and finding green fly? Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it actually upsets the natural pH balance of your intimate bits. Dr. Jen Gunter, a Canadian gynecologist. <laughs> yes, I know. A Canadian gynecologist warned that if you have a vagina, you should definitely not do this. By damaging lactobacilli and mucosa, Attempts at vaginal cleaning increase a woman's risk of contracting gonorrhea and HIV if she's exposed. So don't clean it. You yeah. don't clean it. Heard it here first. That's Always right. informative, almost like a public information service. Well, and if that hasn't got you squeezing your legs together I, at the thought I, of mine such are. A, at the thought of such an utterly bizarre trend, this might all kinds of fungi fungi and anything else that can be picked up in a vegetable patch could end up thriving in your very own body well, like a mushroom, a mushroom? <laughs> a shallot gunter added cucumbers seem prone to all kinds of nasty fungi you need a potato that'll sort you out with all its eyes yes a nice king edward that'll mm, sort you out and lovely. sprouts and I just don't think anything capable of getting blossom and rot. <laughs> blossom and rot. <laughs> Sounds like a couple of hookers in Tokyo. Should go into the vagina. It's like good and bad. Good and bad. I asked for two prostitutes. I was in Tokyo on a business meeting. Blossom and rot turned up. And rot. <laughs> Le bien, le mal. Oh, so she suggests... That the blossom end rot, which is actually a real thing. Oh, yes, it is. And it's a type of vegetable rot you can actually get from sticking a cuke up your vag. You could get vegetable rot. End rot? End rot. And then if you went into, what did they say, the salad patch? Don't go in the (laughs) salad patch. (laughs) Don't go into the salad patch. With anyone else but me. (laughs) What did they call it? What did she call it? The vegetable patch? Oh, you've got... I want Thousand (laughs) Island on that. Blue cheese. I'll add my own. Thank you. (laughs) Do you want help? Are you okay over there? (laughs) She's been kicked out of Walmart three times. Yes. Well, anyway, if you stick your cucumber into the lady bits, you might come out with Andrade. Nice. Well, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter wearing the expanded pants with the stuffing and the dead battery. (laughs) It's me, apparently. I've scored four. What? In second place is Michelle. But in resplendent first place 
winning the Pine Soul Oreo cookies. <laughs> it's Fruit Loops. Fruit and Loops. the $33,000 IR camera in two weeks in Nong Chang Wong in Thailand is Heather Morris, who's come in with an eight. Nice. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the well of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime on our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can add me to your Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, you can now find us on SoundCloud. If you search for MQTA Radio, we stay on air to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother. And if we've made you laugh tonight and made you think, a little harder and you've left with more than you arrive with why not go to patreon.com search for mqta radio and donate a single dollar my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris chaton drainer michelle corrie and all of the international paranormal society into paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group mufon of minnesota martins online auction we wish you a very very happy and merry thanksgiving just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested <laughs>